0: This is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Talk for Two. Trying to get into a little bit of a routine. We're going to be off for the next two upcoming weeks while I am in Las Vegas getting some really awesome interviews for you with some... Uh, let's just say psychological entertainers, but in preparation for that, because I've been really excited to go to Vegas for this trip, doing stuff for the other outlet, the Music Universe, been really, really excited about this, is a guest that I interviewed in the summer and then lost the card for, found the card, and now I'm going to air it. His name is Christopher Pomperelli. He is known as Pompsy on YouTube, and he is one of the most popular Las Vegas vloggers on YouTube, on social media. Although I wouldn't really call him a Las Vegas vlogger, I would call him a Las Vegas tourism filmmaker. His videos, his 12 to 15, sometimes 20 minute videos on YouTube are some of the best, most high quality videos about Las Vegas that you will find Not only in information and in his opinion, but in the style of filmmaking. You get to see how beautiful Las Vegas is. Not just the Strip, not just downtown, but the surrounding communities like Henderson and Summerlin. He shows everything about his desert home. And actually, I was shocked to notice in one of his videos a Kudstown University sweatshirt. Those of you that follow this show know that I am from Topton, Pennsylvania, which is right next door to Kutztown. So we talk about that in the interview. We talk about his success as a videographer, his origins with getting out of high school and getting out of college and where he worked after school. And now he's a full-time YouTuber. I love his videos. I watch his videos to get me hyped for every single trip to Vegas that I take. And last year, I was in town about every other month with something going on. So, watched a lot of his videos. I still, to this day, never miss a release. You want to make sure you go and subscribe to his channel. That is Pompsy. P-O-M-P-S-I-E. Pompsy. So, really, there's not much to say. If you know his videos, you know him. If you don't, I hope this will encourage you to go and take a look. He even filmed this interview himself for what he was going to do when he got back from Italy. He was getting ready for an Italy trip when we spoke. Uh, He was going to put together a 100,000 subscriber celebration. Not sure if he did that or not. I didn't see myself pop up on a video yet, so maybe that'll happen one day, maybe not, but uh In any event, I'm just grateful that he came to my room at the Luxor, we sat in the chairs at the desk, and this is the result. Here now, our interview with the incredible Las Vegas vlogger, Pompsy. Christopher Pomperelli, AKA Pompsy. (laughs) Uh, You know, I found your videos on a lark. I was watching Travel Ruby, a, a friend of yours, and it was one of those YouTube suggestions, if you like this, and I'm like, I immediately became addicted. Because your, your videos are some of the most beauti- the most beautifully shot Vegas YouTube channel. Oh, thanks. Um, bar none. How long does it take you to put one vlog
1: together? Like, the filming, it takes, I'm filming at various moments throughout the day. Sure. So, maybe like, I don't know, during the day it's around like five or six hours altogether, like filming wise. And then editing wise, it takes me between four and eight hours. Yeah, I've gotten quicker, mm-hmm. but that's generally like what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. What inspired
0: doing a, a YouTube channel, not just for Vegas, but in the style, in the kind of filmmaking
1: style that you do? So I, I've always wanted to have a like successful YouTube channel, and even more so like a filmmaking career. Mm-hmm. And YouTube always seemed to be like the most attainable version of that. And It wasn't until I found the YouTuber Casey Neistat. Until once I found him, Mm -hmm. he had a style that I kind of like. Was like, okay, this is what I, this is a very, this is the format, if you said, if you will, of what I'm, I wanted to. So I kind of learned a lot about like how he would vlog, and I kind of just adapted my own style to it and brought it to Vegas, and yeah, now we're here. Absolutely love that. Um, I'm gonna go back, way, 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 way back.
0: Oh, this will be my fringe. We're going to pause for just a second, but um, keep everything rolling. One second. <laughs> right on time. Hello. Good. How are you?
1: Standardly they kind? got rid of them? They Did got you, them. But you could request on? Yeah, for twenty-five bucks. Uh.
0: flat, which isn't terrible. You know, they could charge you a table rate of like ten or something.
1: That's pretty interesting though. It's not gonna work? Yeah, it is gonna work.
0: surprised at how big this room is yeah everybody says the rooms in the pyramids were
1: te- was your room about this size it was the same exact thing <coughs> except that <coughs> one king bed uh-huh. yeah yeah okay you here. thank you
0: nice thank how you how long till it's cool how, how long i don't know you okay, okay. <coughs> it's nice. helpful that,
1: that's pretty interesting yeah i didn't know that <sighs> And nothing happened.
0: Beep beep. We're back. <laughs> back to the very beginning. You're from Jersey. Yeah. Were you always interested in filmmaking, Brian? I,
1: I think so. Yeah. I remember distinctly like the moment where I wanted to do to, to really pursue it mm-hmm. um, as more than just like a hobby. Like when I I used to skateboard when I was a kid, and one day we went to the skate park and my friend's dad was filmmaking. He was filming us, and when we got home, he was like, he brought up his computer and he was showing us how he put the clips from the video camera onto the computer and was editing them in a program. And this is when I was like 13 or 12 or something. I was really young. It was the first time I ever saw a video editing software. And I really, it was that moment where it was like snapped. I was like, oh, I need to, this is it. Like that's what I want to do. So really like I, that's when I started doing, making videos. I got a camera and I was filming my skateboarding friends and I would make skateboarding videos. So I'd say it was that moment when I was like 13 or something like that. That really started it, you know, I, I like everyone, like all kids, I, I liked films <laughs> as a kid, but it wasn't until that moment where I was like, I need to like pursue this. Mm-hmm. People who watch your vlog, they know you have some great movie posters up in,
0: in your bedroom. Uh, yeah. So people, people, uh, people grow up, they love movies, but you love some really, you love the kind, your room has the posters with the kinds of
1: movies only film buffs would know, so what's your favorite? I guess, movie? I guess so. I have two posters in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on my desk um, is Raging Bull, Scorsese movie. Yep. Um, and then the other one that I have is uh, Birdman, which is a 2014 film, and that's my favorite film of all time. And uh, I love Birdman, I love how they did that. Yep. The amazing technical way that they did that for one long take. Unbelievable, yeah, for those who don't know, Birdman was, It's. it's a film about a play a Broadway play, mm-hmm. but uh, what makes it really cool and my favorite part, aspect to it is uh, that it's shot when you watch the movie, it's shot as if it's one long take, like there's no cuts except for the very last scene. There's a few cuts, but uh, it's the first movie to ever do that. And it was, it, I love the movie for more than that. I love the story of it, but that aspect to it, the cinematography was just like wow like, mm-hmm. wow, like insane. Yeah. So, then one of the other things I saw,
0: and I've got to tell you, I flipped out, you were wearing a Kutztown University, Mm -hmm. like uh, Spirit Jersey or something. I I had to pause. I'm like, does that say Kutztown? Because when I was, I went to school. I lived in near Kutztown, and then I went to school in Lehigh Valley. And every time I tried to tell my friends in high school that I was from near Kutztown, nobody knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So how did you find
1: Kutztown University, and what drew you to the school? That's funny. Yeah, it's. Some people know about it, but most people are just like, what the heck is that, you know? Because it's a, it's a it's a college in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, kind of. But the college was around since like 1884, something like that. Um, but it's an hour and 20 minutes from where I grew up in central Jersey. Yeah. And it was one of the few colleges that, um, it had a video program, which I liked, and then it also allowed um, freshmen to have cars. Because a lot of the colleges didn't allow freshmen to have cars. So I was kind of like, Nervous, because I was going alone. I I, had, I didn't know anyone that was going there except for my one friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, I, I was going alone, so I was kind of worried, like, oh, man, uh, if I don't enjoy college, like, if I don't have any friends, it sucks. Like, I'm just going to be stuck there, but college, or could sound like you have a car. So I was able to go home on the weekend if I needed to. So that made me feel comfortable, and uh, it was one of the few schools I was able to get into, so I, I just went with it. And sure enough, first day, I m- made all these friends, so I never had to you know, go home, and like, you know, I had a great time, but yeah, yeah, shout out to Goodstown. Yeah, that, it's just one of those rare, like, the world is small. Did yeah. you look at schools in New York, or were you always glad to stay rural? I don't know, I was bad, like, when it came to, uh, the last couple of years of high school, I kind of, like, wasn't the best student, and, because I started out as an honors student, and then kind of, like, dropped off, I just started to kind of, like, hate school, I guess, to be honest, but. Um, I only applied to three schools, gotten to two out of three, and I was like, you "No, know, good sound sounds good. Let's see what happens. And now, well, it, it seems to have paid off in some respects because
0: now you freelance, and you have all these awesome clients, and you do uh, the YouTube
1: channel. Talk about your career out of out of college. What what did you do right when you graduated? When I So when I first got out of college, I got a job for um, a tech company that they did touch video wall systems for trade shows. So they made like, assembled these really cool video wall systems and like did software for them for all these trade shows. And I was basically the photographer and like the, uh, I managed the website and did video for that company. And uh, I got to travel the world doing that. We went to France and and Madrid and all these different places around the world. And um, I wasn't necessarily making films, but I was using kind of like my creative expertise, like graphic design to all these kind of things mm-hmm. um, and that was the first job I got but then I got an opportunity for a company in New York City called VaynerMedia which is a digital advertising company and I was able to do um, basically I was a videographer and an editor making kind of like vlogs for really famous entrepreneurs like the CEO of retro fitness and even we did some work for the, the, uh, the CEO of the company Gary Vaynerchuk yep. we did some work for him as well and um, all these like incredible like entrepreneurs, and it was really cool. I got to work in this big building in Manhattan, and uh, it was just like a ex- really exciting time. But then after that, I uh, eventually wanted to f- figure out how I can work for myself, freelance, and I basically uh, you know started acquiring my own clients, doing similar work I was doing at VaynerMedia, but for them, and doing it on my time, my schedule, and it kind of grew from there. I developed a pretty good business freelance and then ultimately I started working on more on my personal channel my YouTube channel and eventually my YouTube channel just started doing so well where I just I just did away with my clients and I, I had to focus fully solely on my YouTube and that's really what I'm, where I'm at right now yeah so YouTube full-time YouTube full-time yeah it's, it's crazy. no clients
0: right now or nothing just me so you can support yourself talk about that because people think about YouTube that you you have to get to that 300,000 subscriber base before your YouTube will support you. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? At, at last, I looked before I got on the plane was here at ninety k, which is awesome. Yeah. But people don't think of that as being where
1: that threshold where people can make a living from it. How do you? Where did that start for you? I think it's just a common misconception. Yeah. Um, subscribers don't matter. It's all about your views. And and. Uh, Like, my views are consistent, like, um, I forget the number monthly. It's something like 2 million views a month, something like that. And so that's what really matters. Because what happens a lot is a channel will do really well at a certain moment in time. They'll get a lot of subscribers, 500,000 subscribers, but then fast forward, they're getting, you know, 4,000 views per video. And that's what counts. 500,000 doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. But the subscriber number is. I guess it's a it's a way of kind of uh it's more of like a branding thing than anything when you see an account with a lot of subscribers it means oh uh, a lot of people have clicked that button that means they're probably a respectable kind of company or channel Mm -hmm. and uh, but ultimately what it comes down to is like who's watching and how much they're watching and luckily my channel is doing really well in that respect that is awesome what do you attribute do you attribute the the filmmaking style being a part of that yes Um, I've been doing this for a long time like videos yep Um, so that definitely helped me but it when I so the way I came to Vegas was uh, my girlfriend got a job out here and and at at the time I was working freelance so I was like I can work wherever so Vegas sure why not let's go like I didn't really want to be here but she wanted to so I was like okay and while I was here I just naturally for my channel I was like hey let's Check out one of these resorts. You know they just opened up. Maybe it'll be interesting. And the video did really well. It got twenty thousand views in like two days or something. And now for me, I was only getting hundred views a video or whatever. So I was like, whoa, that's insane. So I kind of it kind of snowballed into wh- where it's at now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Well, no, it's it, what you hit on is that people are hungry for Vegas content. Oh, you're saying okay. Yeah, yeah I remember. Sorry. <laughs> no, <it's> so, <laughs> it's okay. so my point was that once the once i started recognizing people were watching the vegas videos i was making i started you know doing more research about vegas youtube right yeah. and what i recognized was there wasn't like a premier vegas youtuber one that had like filmmaking chops it was kind of just amateurs no offense with like uh, with their phones mm-hmm. and i saw that as an opportunity so i was like maybe i can be the first like really high quality YouTuber out here and that's just where like I set my mind to and that's where I went to. Or if they're a quality
0: if they're a quality YouTuber in that regard they're not a Vegas local. They come in they shoot a couple of batches of things go home edit and you see the stuff two weeks later. Exactly. So you're putting stuff out like two and three days after like your tiny house one was I I tracked that to the resort world opening because you talked about that You, you were out that weekend with it. Yeah. So it allows you to be to be quicker, um, can you tell I actually watch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes, no, it's. Um, Thank you. It's it, it's really really great, um, but you say you didn't really you moved out here because your girlfriend weren't really interested. But now,
1: what the sense I get through your videos is you love it. Yeah, you love being here. What do you love about Vegas? Well, I, I I grew up in New Jersey. And I always spent time in New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, the East Coast, right? And I liked it, but I think it's kind of natural to want to venture out and live somewhere else. So for me, that place was always California, Southern California. And so I wanted to do that. And that was ultimately my goal, but it was so expensive. So I was in Vegas with my girl and uh, eventually what I started recognizing is like, wow, Vegas is kind of similar to California in a lot of ways that I liked. But it also has its own identity, and there's all these other great things. It's much, way more affordable, and right now, I think Nevada was the second. Uh, people moved to Nevada, like number two. I think it was Texas yeah. they moved most to, and then Nevada. And my point is, is that it's a it was a really exciting time, and so my my feeling, and my my love for this place just like grew, and and uh, I just couldn't be happier. It's a it's a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I
0: love it out here too. This is trip number 9 or 10 for me. Oh, nice. Absolutely
1: love it. Um, <sighs> favorite resort? Favorite resort? Uh, my favorite resort's Venetian, overall, Venetian Plaza. Favorite casino? Favorite casino? I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, it's hard for me to say. Like If I, if I had to do one casino, like maybe the like Caesars. Say. See, I thought you were going to say Elkhorn. Maybe it's, right. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's really tough. Gosh, I I yeah. won the most money there for me personally.
0: Everybody says that,
1: so I got to go
0: over there and see if I can win. Now, here's my Vegas question because I'm I love Vegas. I'm a part of a lot of Vegas groups. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's like, you know, there's there's general consensus. Like, we're here in the beautiful Luxor, with the beautiful view mm-hmm. of Mandalay Bay out there. Um, this room is beautiful. i put this room up against MGM Grand, up against, actually, up against Mirage, even though Mirage is, is a different tier. It's just, it's a clean, nice, sleek room. Everybody, oh, don't stay in the pyramid, don't stay at Luxor, bedbugs, roaches, or don't stay at Flamingo, bedbugs, roaches. What attributes to that? What? How do we, is it up to the traveler to make that decision for his or herself? Or is there some truth to when people say, oh,
1: Circus Circus is a piece of shit. Like, you know, yeah. how do you determine? I mean, I just try to base mm-hmm. everything on my, what I, my personal experience. Um, so that's a big part of my channel. I just go without looking at what pe- other people say. And I yeah. like, make my decision up for myself. And um, I, I don't know, I, I just think there's certain, I mean, Circus Circus is an old property. It hasn't really been renovated much over through the years and uh if you ever go in there you can just tell like the rooms aren't the nicest yeah and that's why people will kind of trash on that one um the luxor though was recently renovated so a lot of those negative reviews i'm sure that you saw were prior to the renovation yeah and have some truth to them but uh i i guess you should just everyone should do research uh, and see when the latest renovation was because obviously that makes a huge difference you know yeah I want to switch gears. I want to talk about something you're probably sick of talking about, but I want to get the
0: the full lowdown, okay. and if there's any behind-the-scenes things we don't know about, Cosmo Gate. Cosmo Gate? <laughs> okay. So, for those that don't know, I'll give the quick rundown, and please go watch Pompsey's videos on this. Cosmo banned him because they thought he was going to make porn. <laughs> 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 Essentially, because he had all his video gear. Yeah. And then, uh, security, it was overzealous security, and then we made a vlog about it and and the vlog didn't even do crazy viral they just it caught on and they reached out and you got a comp. Mm-hmm. sweet those are the cliff notes take me through all of that and what you're thinking and feeling more than what you've logged and you've been back a couple of times yeah. did they ever say
1: hey our security was totally in the wrong they never used those words but they kind of they kind of said that in one way or another they apologize but basically i just was on my flow doing different vlogs at the casinos and cosmo was the one that was up next so i booked a room i went and uh, I, I, ch- I checked in and mm-hmm. when i was checking in uh, i was waiting in a long line and they have this beautiful entrance like they have these big video wall pillars and like all this amazing nice stuff at their entrance so while i was waiting in line i took my camera and I was like filming a wide angle shot of, of the area as I was waiting. Yeah. And this woman who was behind the counter like saw me doing it and she stormed up to me and she's like, sir, you can't film the employees. And, like, and she was kind of like, I don't know, she was a little like shaky in her voice. I, she, she was, I don't know, she was really mad about it. So I was like, oh, okay, no worries. So I turned my camera off and it was still in my hand as I'm waiting in line. And then um, I, I walk up to the counter to check in, and I placed my camera on the counter, and another woman uh, comes up to me and says, sir, we told you once before, we're telling you again, you cannot film in the casino. I'm like, I'm not filming, I just placed it here. And uh, anyway, I check in, I go upstairs, and I'm filming in my room, and next thing you know, I get this large bang, bang, bang on my door, and I look through the people, and it's it's like two security guards, and I'm like, (laughs) what is what is going on right now so i opened the door and um basically it was uh this younger gentleman who wasn't really doing or saying anything and then his senior um, supervisor whatever you want to call him the older guy and he was leading the conversation and he was saying sir we uh saw that you were filming uh there's absolutely no professional camera oh no he first asked me sir do you have professional recording equipment in the room and i was like yeah i have a video camera like okay sir it's it's illegal to have professional recording equipment in the Cosmo room so we're gonna have to confiscate it and you need to give it to us and and uh, and I'm like uh, I, I'm sorry I don't really want to do that and he's like well you need to do this uh, and uh, he brought he took out this paper and he was reading all the technicalities and all this long stuff and he's like sir do you understand yes or no and I'm like no and he's like and then eventually he asked me again for my equipment and I said man like I have my backpack it has all my equipment my laptop everything it's over $10,000 it's my whole livelihood there yeah I'm sorry I'm not going to give it to you and basically he said okay I'm trespassing you and he like he literally I was standing in my doorway he pushed he literally like pushed me aside like yeah. physically It wasn't like super hard, like I didn't fall or anything, but he pushed me aside. So he He assaulted you. I mean, which they're not supposed to touch the guests unless the guest is being violent. I won't say that, you know. Yeah, well, that was that really drove me nuts. But anyway, basically, he uh, he pushed past me, got into the room. He was calling down to his security team, and yeah, sir, we have a blah 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 blah, doing that all crap. And then they're recording the whole room, they're recording everything. And uh, long story short, um, they squirted me down to uh, to the front entrance, and um, and I I wanted to like as I was leaving, I wanted to um, I wanted to like film because I felt like I was being wronged and I wanted to like film, and he was basically threatening me like like if you if you point that camera at me, uh, you're gonna have problems, buddy. Like like he was threatening me like, and I, so I'm like a small guy and he was he was like six something he's security mm-hmm. like. And I'm always like safety is the number one thing in life, pretty much. Um, so I was just like, whatever. I'm just gonna not do anything, whatever. So they escort me downstairs. They go to the front entrance, and um, I'm talking to another person behind the counter, and they're um, they're they telling them what happened, and I'm just, I'm just saying like, hey, like listen. Um, I'll leave, that's fine or anything, but can I please have my money back? I paid 200-something dollars for this room. I was in there for four minutes. Like, can I please have my money? They pretty much just gave me the finger. Like, not literally, but they, all of them were just so rude to me, and like, they would not budge. They said, no, like, get out of here, get out of here. You're gonna have problems. And I was being super annoyed. I kept asking, I was like, like, please, just give me my money, like, give me my money. They, they just kept saying, no, no, no. So anyway, they escorted me all the way to my car, and then I leave. And I just went home, and I was so angry. Because I just felt like, like how could they do this? Not only do they kick me out, they permanently ban me from the Cosmopolitan, and they steal my money. Like if they would have refunded me, I honestly would have never made a video. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, I would not have made it. I would have been mad, but the money thing was what really pissed me off. Because I, I know I really didn't have any money, so I went home and I felt like the only way I could fight back would be to make a video and put it out there. And I didn't think anything would happen, but yeah. you know, people watched it you stayed in
0: that beautiful suite, and they made you those chocolates. Oh my God, When you got that comp room, and you stayed in another suite. So they they made it right. They did, they
1: definitely made it right. Yeah, I woke up at 9.01 a.m. to a phone call from my caller ID said, Cosmopolitan Las Vegas. And I was like, I jumped up out of bed, like I smacked myself in the face, and I'm like, oh God, here it is. It was like four months after I made that video, they finally were reaching out to me. (laughs) And um, after I had tried to email, because one thing I forgot to mention was that they told me that listen sir you can email this email he's the head of security at the Cosmo yeah. he can get you unbanned and so they said tell him what happened email him blah blah so I spent all this time made this nice email and uh, he he responded with one sentence hi mr. Pomparelli your trespass will not be removed and that's it so anyway um, <laughs> so when they finally did reach back to me I was I, I thought it would never happen but it did so I jumped up it was the vice president and basically he was like the nicest guy in the world. I have his number, he's, I see him all the time, he's a very nice guy, Like he's yeah. the nicest guy. And he basically wants—he apologized and invited me back, and he offered me to stay in a nice room. He was like, you can have this terrace suite, it's a very nice room here. And I was like, can I please have the best room at the Cosmo instead? Like, I, I was like, you know what, that's nice, but I want the best room. And he was like, yeah, sure you can have it. And so he hooked me up. So if it wasn't for me asking, I wouldn't have gotten that room. <laughs> I love that. And they got their oh they got they got publicity out of that
0: you know, yeah. which yeah. I'm sure they weren't you know, were acutely aware of. It's it's just so cool that you get to do these and then circus, circus comps you. Are they finding you or are you reaching out and making media requests to cover those
1: bigger rooms? It's about half and half, honestly. Okay. For a while, um, it was only me emailing, and mm-hmm. now it's about half and half. Nice. Um, and it's very helpful because like for the longest time. I was just spending all my money, like spending all my money. So it's been been helpful. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. You can you can
0: keep some of that money and yeah. s- and still some of those perks. Resorts
1: World, Resorts World. Think it'll do well? I do. Just the fact, like any anything that's new, it's it's mm-hmm. got a little bit of that clout aspect to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful property. I mean, people have criticized it for being it looks like a mall, um, it's just wildly overpriced, and there's nothing too special about it, you know, and I kind of understand that, but I'm, I'm a person that always just looks for the good and everything, yeah. so I, 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 mean, yeah. I, I like it. I ask if it would do
0: well, not because of the, the resort. The resort looks beautiful. we're going to go check that out later this week.
1: Nice.
0: But um, what I am curious about is that end of the strip past the land, mm-hmm. and I know you you stayed the history of Vegas, it's just always been so cursed with with uh, Lucky Dragon, blue uh, the condos that are over there. I hope that that will pull
1: people and revitalize that section of this trip. Yeah, that's the hope. I think it will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that side is getting better, um, in my opinion. I, and Resorts World is, yeah, it's gonna be a huge factor. Once they figure out how to finish the fountain Blue, mm-hmm. I think it'll be smooth sailing eventually. I, I really do. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So,
0: what is next for Palm City? You're, you're YouTubing full time, enjoying all of this success from people finding you because they want to come back to Vegas post pandemic. But um, I believe the world, uh, through looking at your LinkedIn, that you're about 28, 29, we're around the same age. What's next, five,
1: 10 years? What do you see yourself doing with your filming? Well, a couple of things. Um... I want to include more traveling, Mm -hmm. travel vlogging. So right now, uh, actually tonight, I'm taking a red eye Mm -hmm. uh, to New Jersey and then to Italy. So I'm going to be in Italy for three weeks because that's where my my wife now is from.
0: Congratulations. You and Greta got married?
1: uh, Technically. We're we're waiting to have our official big wedding. Wait, 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 wait. Folks, we're digging into this. We're digging. in. Okay. So you and Greta are technically married. What does that mean? Well, we had a Vegas wedding and we're married. Oh, awesome. But I... I didn't want to like call her my wife because I felt like it wasn't official yet because we're, we're going to plan on having a more more of an official wedding in the future. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. thanks, man. Congratulations, Chris. That's, I know
0: uh, she's a big part of the vlog and, yeah. um, and uh, your dynamic is as entertaining as, as just seeing the resorts. So I'm really man. happy for you. But sorry, continue. We're talking about yeah. Italy.
1: Okay, yeah. So... We'll be going to Italy, and so we're gonna do a lot of videos there. Mm-hmm. And um, in the future, we want to basically like do half of half Vegas and half traveling elsewhere. Yes. And kind of switch it up because I felt a little like redundant with my Vegas videos, mm-hmm. and it's great, but like I just I feel like I need a little bit of a refresher. Mm-hmm. So that's like where we'll be going in the future, like half and half vlogging with the YouTube channel. But on the flip side of that, um, the other thing I'm gonna be doing is trying to. Uh, Get more film projects going. So I've been writing a lot of screenplays and trying to figure out what the next one I want to actually produce will be. So um, So the, my ultimate goal is to be a big feature film filmmaker. That's the ultimate goal. But I'll, but I always want to have the YouTube channel as well. So I know it's a big it's two balance. things, but it's those balance. are the two things I want because I always thought it'd be cool to like see your favorite filmmaker and see their kind of like life behind the scenes, evolution of I it. Mean, yeah, like yeah, like if your favorite filmmaker was a vlogger too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want to be. So, so well, That is so exciting. It, it, I love,
0: you know, it kind of happened for me when I moved to DC. You move somewhere you don't expect to, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everything kind of clicks and falls into place, and it seems like that has happened, definitely seems like that has happened, because you've taken us all along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris pomsi Pomparelli, thank, thank you me. so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank
1: you for having me, man, I really appreciate it.
0: Chris, it was a pleasure to speak with you, and thank you for hanging with me the rest of that afternoon before you had to get to the airport. We uh, went and got lunch over at the food court in between Excalibur. I guess it's technically on the Excalibur side, in between Excalibur and Luxor, headed back to Las Vegas. As you're listening to this, and as I'm recording this exit, intro, outro, uh, uh, yeah, intro, outro, that's why I say exit. (laughs) Exit. As I'm recording this, it is Wednesday and I will be on a plane in just under a week on Tuesday, headed out to Bakersfield, then driving out with my buddy, buddy uh, from themusicuniverse.com to go and cover a, a show or two, talk to a mentalist or two, then back to Bakersfield, then back to Vegas for George Strait. So lots of time in Vegas coming up really excited about it and hopefully I'll get to link up with Pompsy again and Chris if you're listening to this best of luck really you deserve it you don't need my uh, say so you you are doing quite well for yourself again we had a talk afterwards and I'm just so happy to see it you as a as somebody who grew up in Pennsylvania knowing that you came to my neck of the woods from New York for school I wish you nothing but the utmost success with your YouTube channel and with whatever other filmic endeavors you have. All right, that is it for the rest of January, for the rest of this week, and today I will be back in a couple of weeks with some more fabulous entertainers. Really, really, really excited to share these interviews with you that I'm going to get to do in Vegas and some of the ones that I've had on the back burner since the summer. That is it for us today. Remember, you can always check out talkfor2.com. That is our mothership for the episode exclusives, etc. Follow at Talk for Two on Facebook and Twitter and at Talk for Two Pod on Instagram. Reach out to me at talkfor2cast at gmail.com. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com.